It's time for Coach Harvey Hyde's College Football Report. Bringing you the best coverage and latest insight on SC football, the Pac-12 Conference, and the world of college football. It's time to huddle up and buckle up. Here's Coach Harvey Hyde. Well, thank you very much and good evening, everyone. Yes, it's college football time. Not that it ever goes away. What an offseason it's been uh, for college football all over the country with, you know, the portal and the NIL and all the different things that are happening. We, what are we going to say? Conferences wondering who's going to be in what conference. But the season is just about here. Zero week is just about here. August the 26th is the first college football game of the year. UNLV opens up on September the 2nd. The Trojans open up on September the 2nd. Uh, the Bruins open up. So college football is back, and we want to thank our sponsors for our college football report, and that's Terrible Herps and also Coors Light. We want to thank them for their sponsorship, and as they say, huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us. If you'd like me to remind you about our show, just follow me at Coach Harvey Hyde, at Coach Harvey Hyde, and I'll give you a a little bit of a plug of other shows I'm doing here on AM 1400 and also FM 107.1 is I'm going to be on Tuesday nights featuring local teams here in Las Vegas. I'll be doing the UNLV football report, and then we'll go to Notre Dame and do a Notre Dame football report. We'll have our Bishop Gorman High School report. This is every Tuesday and Wednesday night. And then when the NFL starts, as far as Monday night football, we'll be starting out at Big Dogs for once a month. With our NFL football report with Monday Night Football. So we've got a lot organized, a lot of broadcasts to do, and I'm just glad to be here in the huddle with all of you. Now, my first segment as we start the football season, well, you got to start with all what I've been doing during the off season, And I've been putting together what I call my preseason poll, which means... I've been talking to coaches. I've been reading publications. I've had Phil Steele on our summer shows. I've been getting my feeling of exactly what my thoughts are in this coming football season. In fact, I attended uh, football practice yesterday down in Southern California at USC. Chuck Hayes is going to be with us a little bit later on. We'll talk about what we saw in Southern California. So I put together a poll that I'm going to be giving you every Thursday night at the start of this show. That means I've been able to highlight and study during the week who I think uh, the top 12 teams are. That's why I call it a 12-pack. And also, uh, there'll be a little movement. Now, there won't be much movement yet because there's not any college football being played. But if you miss it, you'll be able to catch it here as we go along. Now, this segment uh, is brought to us every week by Meadows Bank. Now, Meadows Bank is in, your, in, excuse me, is in the business to play in the big leagues, just like you are. Meadows Bank can help you tackle your competition. Make your play and visit them at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank consistently exceeding your expectations. Well, let's see who Coach Hyde has as the number one team in the country. And I think most publications have the same as I do. I respect their program and, uh, you know, uh, Kirby Smart, when you win two national championships back-to-back, how can you not have them number one in the country from the Southeastern Conference? I got Georgia. They lost nine starters last year to the NFL, but, hey, they've done such great recruiting. It doesn't make any difference. They've got 13 starters back. They'll be favored in every game they play. They've got a new quarterback, and, uh, of course, uh, they're they're really high on him, five-star quarterback Carson Beck. (laughs) 
And uh, they're on a roll. Uh, so, you know, when you're going to be favored in every game, who's going to beat you? you beat yourself unless you allow someone to beat you. Now, a team I think that's going to be up for them and ready is the team when they have to go to Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to be an outstanding team. That'll be a tough one for them. You know, they open with UT Martin. Should uh, be able to get that done. Uh, in fact, uh, if they don't get that done, they might not get any others done. Number two, I've got Michigan from the Big Ten. You know, Michigan's uh, going to have to f- find a way to continue and go. They had a great year last year. You just, just think about this. They lost one game, beat Ohio State twice. They've got 15 starters back. Jim Harbaugh, uh, I would say he thinks, he hasn't said it, but I think it's his best team at Michigan. He'll be favored in all games, including Ohio State. He, uh, you know, he's got a couple of away games. I think Penn State will be a tough game for him when he goes on the road. That'll probably be a toss-up, maybe, if Penn State continues to win. I had Michigan fifth last year, and they surprised me. They had a great year, and when they have an All-American running back, and uh, Harbaugh likes to run the ball, Blake Corn, I think uh, he's going to be on a roll. And, of course, J.J. McCartney, he's a returning quarterback, and he won 13 games last year. So it's always great to have an experienced quarterback. Number three, another team from the Big Ten, Ohio State, 11-2 and last year. You know how close they came to uh, getting to the finals for the college football playoffs. They lost a very close game to Georgia. In fact, Georgia had to come back to beat them. Well, they've got 14 starters off that team, and uh, Ryan Day is a heck of a coach. He knows how to get it done at the great tradition there. They're at Notre Dame and Wisconsin and Michigan, so they're going to have uh, three tough road games, so we'll see how that goes. Those teams will be looking forward to playing them. Now, uh, number four, uh, yeah, you wondered where I would have Nick Saban's team. I know he lost a lot of people, a lot of players to the NFL. He's from the Southeastern Conference, and uh, he's got 10 starters. Nick Saban is a champion. I don't think he was happy. Can you imagine going 11-2 and two and not be happy? And he lost to, uh, well, he lost to Tennessee on a missed field goal. He lost to LSU 32-31 at LSU. And uh, those are his two losses. So not a bad year, I would say. Not a bad year. His schedule is uh, LSU uh, at home. He's at Texas A&M, which would be a tough one. And Auburn, that's always going to be a big game. Uh, and he's got a transfer quarterback now coming in with their offensive coordinator, a new offensive coordinator from Notre Dame, Tommy Rees. So Tyler Buckner will be his starting quarterback, at least the start of the year. Now, number five, I've got LSU. Brian Kelly's really done a great job at LSU, I think. Yeah, I really respect what he's done. Fifteen starters back, won ten games last year. Should be a favorite in all games but Alabama. I would say that. Uh, he opens with full of, uh, Florida State. That'll be a great challenge for both teams. He's got Jaden Daniels back, the quarterback, who, yes, at one time was in the Pac-12 at Arizona State. He had a great year last year. He's got Texas A&M uh, at home and uh, Florida. Uh, no, he's at Texas A&M. Excuse me, at his home. He's got Florida at home. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. And, uh, you know, last year I didn't have LSU ranked, so... You can see I really respected their program and what he did last year. Number six, you probably wondered, where do I have USC? Well, I have them number six in the Pac-12. 11-3 last year. Didn't finish strong now. Maybe I'd have had them higher, but no. And I had to squeeze them in at number six. 
Didn't finish really strong that year, but when you have 17 starters back, Lincoln Riley, who's a, a winning traditional coach and the Heisman Trophy winner back, Caleb Williams, uh, you know they're going to be able to uh, throw the football and score points. They've got to get their running game going. They're going to have a tougher schedule, though, and you got to have all the breaks go your way. They're going to be uh, at Oregon, Washington at home, at Notre Dame, and uh, Utah. You know, they've had trouble beating Utah the last couple of years, and they'll be in the Coliseum, and uh, they're going to have to go to UCLA. That's never an easy game. So uh, it's going to be a big year for USC, but people are expecting a lot when you have the Heisman Trophy winner back, and sometimes they don't really uh, imagine all what it takes to win every game or to get to the playoffs. So everyone's expecting this to be a playoff year for the Trojans. Number seven, Penn State, really an improved football team. I saw them play in the Rose Bowl last year, 11-2. and two. Jethro, uh, James Franklin's done a great job. Uh, a lot of starters back, getting the tradition back at Penn State. Got a new quarterback, Big Ten East, Ohio State and Michigan. Those are main challenges. The Big Ten East is really the toughest conference, I feel. The other side, Wisconsin, is one of the better teams there. and A lot of people have them to win that side of it. So, uh, really, Penn State should win its first seven games, and they've got Ohio State. And uh, we'll find out when they play Ohio State just how real they really are. Number eight, Clemson, eleven and three. Can you imagine? You're considering last year eleven and three was a down year for Dabo Sweeney. A lot of people weren't happy. He didn't win enough games. Got to get back in the playoffs. Well, he's got fourteen starters back, and he's got a new quarterback. And I think this new quarterback is really something he was looking forward to. He's a five-star kid, uh, Cade, uh, Cade uh, Clum. Clemnick, excuse me, is a sophomore. Schedule is good for Clemson. They got Florida State at home and Notre Dame at home. So uh, that will be good for them. They're at Miami, and they want to get back in the playoffs, so I'm sure Dab will be ready, ready to go. Florida State, I got them 9-10-3 last year, 13 starters back. Just a big year for Norville because, you know, until he was 10-3, and three, he was 5-7 and seven and 3-6, and six, and that doesn't go over very well. At Florida State, uh, Jordan Travis is his quarterback. He's a senior, and he is back. They open up against LSU, so you know there'll be some movement in my 12-pack there uh, because uh, they've got LSU, and they're at Clemson. So those are key games for them. Number 10, I've got Texas A&M, 5-7 and seven last year, 20 starters back. Jimbo Fisher, a lot of uh, staff changes. And, of course, bringing in an offensive coordinator like Bobby Petrino is uh, – is uh, exciting for them. So there's no this is a no excuse year for Texas A&M. Uh, he's got Alabama at home, and uh, the drums could be beating there uh, in uh, Colorado uh, in uh, at, at Texas A&M. Washington, I got up eleven. I think they're one of the best coach teams in the country. They got fifteen starters back. They got uh, USC at. USC, which would be a tough challenge, a great game. It's going to be a great game. So I'm looking forward to that. Mike Pettix, their quarterback, I think is a great one, left-hander. And uh, as I mentioned, he really coaches them up. Number 12, Texas, 8-5. This is Steve Sarkeesian's year. Everyone thinks he's the best team in the Big 12, so we'll find that out. Uh, when you have 16 starters back, you've got to think they're going to be pretty good. They were picked to win the Big 12 with the media at the media day. So I think they're the most talented team in the Big 12. It's a must year. 
and uh, the Longhorn fans are a little restless. So that's my 12-pack, and uh, that starts the college football season off. Again, I want to thank our sponsor for our weekly 12-pack. That's Meadows Bank. They say, is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. You're listening to our college football report. I'm Harvey Hyde. We want to thank Terrible Herps and Coors for bringing us this show weekly every Thursday night. When we come back, Chuck Hayes will be joining us, and let's talk college football. Buckle up. We'll be right back from Las Vegas. Your share at winning over half a million dollars in free fuel and products is just a tap away with the Terrible Social House app. With a qualifying purchase at the pump or in-store, you can shop, spin, and win directly on your phone. Terrible's deliberately different since 1959. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702-471-BANK. That is 702-471-2265. Or use our convenient online banking service at MeadowsBank.bank. Bank, Meadows Bank, where your business is our business. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas's original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine and More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews 
or stop by Big Dog's Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dog's. Have you heard about Standish Law? Yes, Standish Law, Las Vegas' premier family law firm. Ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers and proud to be rebel sponsors. If you are going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at standishlaw.com. That's standishlaw.com or call 702-998-9344. Hey Las Vegas, this is Barry Odom, new head coach for your UNLV Rebel football team. I can't wait to bring excitement, toughness, and success to the sports and entertainment capital of the world. I need you to join me at beautiful Allegiant Stadium next season. Season tickets are on sale now at UNLVTickets.com. Get your tickets today and go Rebels! Your share of winning away with the terrible social house app with a qualifying purchase at the pump or in store you can shop spin and win directly on your phone terribles deliberately different since 1959 well welcome back i'm harvey i love it buckle up and right along with us here every thursday evening with our college football report Brought to us all by Terribles and Coors. This segment is brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of College Football Report. Go on out there, enjoy a uh, look around, or give them a call and make an appointment so they're waiting for you. Call 702-485-3000 or go to www.mbofhenderson. Chuck Hayes joins us. Chuck, uh, College Football Report. I guess I should say it's time to tape your ankles. Well, Coach, good to be with you, and uh, it was a pleasure being down at USC this week. Uh, A bit early, but uh, you were on time, Lombardi time, and uh, watched the players uh, come through uh, Marv Goo's gate to uh, make it to Brian Kennedy Field, and then an added value to uh, Coach Rod Dato's uh, playing field. I don't know how Coach Dato would have felt about that back in the day, but uh, it was interesting to see. It was just great to be able to be in the environment. I guess a question I have to ask you, Coach, uh, if you're the head coach and uh, you're there, uh, practice starts at 6, what time would you have rolled into uh, UNLV when you had early morning practices? Well, Chuck, it depended. You've got to get there about the same time the players get there, and you always are staying at the same place. Uh, you're staying in a dorm or you're staying in a hotel. It's the only way you can get your players all there. Otherwise, you have transportation problems. Somebody oversleeps, and uh, you have a wake-up call, and the kids eat at the same time. They go to practice at the same time. They get taped at the same time, and they get on the field at the same time. You've got that all scheduled, and it depends on the number of trainers you have taping and all the things you've got to do and how much time you put in there for eating and so on. You're not going to have a a big breakfast, you're going to have some nutrients, banana, and a couple of things that are going to get you through the morning practice, and I agree with you. That's awful early. I was up at about 4.30, and I'm sure you were, and by the time I got down there, it's 5.30, uh, about a half an hour earlier, as you said, Lombardi time, and it was still dark, 
and the players started coming out. There was a group of uh, media people standing by the gate, and you had an opportunity to sort of size up the players. The main thing I like to do is see players in uniforms and see exactly how they look and how they're built and how they're put together and how tall they are or, and so on, so you can really uh, get there too, start to recognize their jersey numbers with their faces and so on. And then, Chuck, as you said, we walked around to the other side and got ready to go into Dado Field to watch practice. Coach, from your standpoint, and you've taken a lot of teams on practice fields, when you watch a team today now in uh, college football and you see so many individuals, does it have a different feel from when you coach with your teams, the way they took the field? We're just talking from a practice standpoint. We're not talking about being in a meeting room or whatever. It seems like there's a lot more individuality. It doesn't seem like the group, uh, when they hit it, they hit it together as a, as a unit. I just wanted to know if you saw the same thing I did in regards to the individual part of it. Well, they all come out of the tunnel there at USC out of the John McKay uh, building, and they, they sort of are jogging across the street. They have security there to protect the players and coaches from cars that drive through there, and the lights are on, Chuck. You'd think it's a, a night practice, but it's a morning practice. Dado Fields, lights are on, and also Brian Kenny and Howard Jones Fields, lights are on, and, and they come across there as individuals. They don't come by. Uh, out as groups. Uh, we used to have what we call early outs at every one of our practices where the early outs would go out and, and work on their specialties, what, uh, you know, catching punts or whatever that is. And sometimes the coaches would take out their entire positions for early out just to get a little bit more work in or work on things that they're going to work in practice and walk through them from the meetings they've had. So that's an individual thing that I allowed the uh, coaches to do themselves if they've needed to have a little bit more extra work. Uh, instead of being out there when practice starts at 6, he'd tell his groups be out there quarter to 6. And uh, we'd walk through things. The players wouldn't have to stretch for that because they're not going to do any pulling the muscles and so on when they're visualizing what they talked about in the classroom on the field. I like that. I like them going out there and working together and get that uh, time together and get that extra 15 minutes in. From your standpoint, uh, you've been down at SC uh, now over the last two years several times. Lincoln Riley, uh, known as an offensive guy, he uh, is the quarterback coach. He's the offensive coordinator as well as being the head coach. Watching him coach, do you see any difference just in that one day in regards to how he goes about things? I know he mentioned uh, post-mortems after the Tulane loss when they revisited uh, the season and did analysis that he would spend much more time with the defense. Is that on the practice field or in the meeting room or a combination? Well, Chuck, you know, you're trying to watch as much as you can. you got about 20 minutes or 30 minutes, I think they gave us a practice time. I like the position we were in much better than when we were before as far as like I used to call it the playpen. We have a bleacher that we could climb up to the top on and look either ways. The offensive-defensive line were on the football practice field and the quarterbacks and everybody else running backs, receivers were on the uh, the baseball field. So you could stand at the top and look back and forth. But, you know, you can't really study practice that closely when you're on a time frame where you've got to really look around and try to see as many things as you can and size up players and see what's going on. I didn't have a chance to focus on him much, but I didn't uh, see him really until, or really much involved in the defensive side of the football. Uh, 
like going to the groups or so on. But maybe he did that later on in practice. But he was during the warm-up period and the technique period. He spent most of his time with the quarterbacks and receivers. From uh, your standpoint, when you look at Cliff Kingsbury, who uh, is now a, the newest member and the only real coaching change, uh, they brought him in as an analyst. Uh, what do you think that Lincoln and, uh, and Cliff Kingsbury talk about when they have a player as talented as uh, Caleb Williams? What do you see his role in? And would you be comfortable with that uh, back in the day if uh, you brought someone in with that high profile of pedigree? No, I wouldn't, Chuck. I'm being honest with you. But he won the Heisman Trophy last year, and it seemed to work with what was going on. And I'd be very careful on what uh, Kingsbury is telling uh, the receivers and also telling the quarterback as far as changing anything that he did before. Uh, I really don't know what that brought him as far as that type of uh, assistant coach to the offensive side of the football that averaged 40 points a game. And the offense really uh, went, wasn't the problem as far as the uh, USC's uh, football program. You've got to be really careful on who people start to look at and who people start to listen to and who they start to like and, and who gets the credit or who doesn't get the credit. So I think that was a dangerous hire, not that they aren't good friends and so on. But I'd be very careful on who coaches. I remember a story when I was at uh, UNLV. Uh, Randall was leading the nation in punting. And I was looking over at one of my assistant coaches who was holding the ball and showing Randall something about dropping the ball the way he was kicking it. And I went over and I said, what are you telling him? Oh, Coach, he's not really dropping the ball properly and, and so on. I said, just forget that. He's leading the nation in punting. I'm coaching the punter now. Uh, you can't be careful on when somebody's doing something right, even if it isn't the way you think it should be. You recruited him for a reason, and he's doing something right his way along with your coaching him. So you got to be careful that a kid gets confused listening to two people. Well, Coach, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about what SC football means when you walk on that campus, and will it change uh, in one year going to the Big Ten? We'll do that in a moment, Chuck. After we take this short time out again, we want to welcome all of you in the Inland Empire every Saturday morning on AM 1490, excuse me, on your dial. 11 to 12 will be out there every Saturday morning, so make sure you mark it on your calendar or follow me at Coach Harvey Hyde, and we'll remind you about all of our broadcasts. In fact, if you want to find out more, just go to my webpage, harveyhyde.com, and you can see all the podcasts in the library of all the shows I do, no matter what station I'm on. So again, buckle up. We want to thank you for joining us here with our college football report. Chuck and I will take a short time out with you, and we always thank Terribles and Coors Beer for the sponsorship of our college football report. We'll be right back from Las Vegas. Your share at winning over half a million dollars in free fuel and products is just a tap away with the Terrible Social House app. With a qualifying purchase at the pump or in-store, you can shop, spin, and win directly on your phone. Terribles, deliberately different since 1959. I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations 
with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. This is Monster Jam! See the legendary Gravedigger and more tear up the dirt with massive stunts, all-out racing, and crazy skills. It's adrenaline-charged fun for the whole family. Let's hear it! Make some noise! Monster Jam, as big as it gets. Coming to Thomas and Mack Center August 4th through 6th. Brought to you by BKT Tires and Great Clips. Visit MonsterJam.com today. Listen up! Your share at winning over half a million dollars in free fuel and products is just a tap away with the Terrible Social House app. With a qualifying purchase at the pump or in-store, you can shop, spin, and win directly on your phone. Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Well, welcome back. I am Harvey Hyde. You've joined us here with our college football report. Locally here in Las Vegas, we thank all of our sponsors, uh, Terrible Herbs and Coors Light, for the title sponsorship on Thursday night in Las Vegas. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome all of you on AM 1490 on your dial. Every Saturday morning from 11 to 12. Chuck Hayes joins me here uh, tonight as we talk college football. And this past Tuesday, we were down at USC. And once the Trojans work out, yeah, we got up early. 4.30 in the morning to be at a 6 o'clock practice, and we're sort of detailing now what we saw and giving everyone a thought of what the Trojans could be this year. Well, Coach, uh, I listened to your 12-pack, and you had them six in the nation. Uh, is it a tough evaluation based upon what you saw from the number of players they brought in last year to this point? It seems to have settled down a little bit, but the one thing that I see them have, again, going in the right direction is the leadership of Caleb Williams and the number of skill players. That's a given. Can they block them up from the offensive line? I think so. Running backs, uh, they can replace Travis Dye. I think they did that with the transfer from South Carolina. But, Coach, I really don't know anything about their defense, and I'm wondering if you feel the same. Well, 
you know, everybody's talking about the defense, and everybody asks me, Coach, uh, you think they're better defensively. Well, I don't think they could be any worse, not to be too negative, but, you know, the way they finished the season and the way they finished their final half against uh, Tulane and the Cotton Bowl, it wasn't real, uh, wasn't real. Uh, what do you want to say, star-studded. In fact, it was basically embarrassing to everyone to end the season that way in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, I think that, uh, I don't even want to use this term, but it's a terrible term to use in football, but to me it almost appeared like the Trojans quit on defense, the way that Tulane went down to the field on the running the football, throwing the football, didn't make any difference. It didn't look like they wanted to hit anybody or tackle anybody, and I think that everybody at that time, including the USC coaching staff, realized there's got to be some changes in this. This isn't going to, we're not going to get where we're going, and if we continue to play at this rate, we're going to not be around here too long because we're not going to win a lot of football games with that type of effort and that type of performance that we did on national television. So I think they went to work hard. In fact, as you mentioned, like Riley said, he's even going to spend more time on the defensive side of the ball to find out what's actually going on there. Now, they they brought in some what you might call some uh, star-studded players, five, five-star, four-stars, linebackers, secondary players, rush guys, and so on, and, you know, uh, with good reputation, some being all-conference, where they came from, and so on. But, again, uh, you know, until they play, until I see them go against uh, themselves live and against other po- opponents, you know, uh, I want to say I can't judge that. I mean, I watched a couple of them in the spring. I thought one who was a big-time uh, uh, player I couldn't run. And so if you can't run and play defense, you're not going to help the Trojans in any way with a with a conference where they throw the ball around and have a lot of speed. So, you know, you've got to be able to judge on who's gained weight and who can play and who can make tackles on the line of scrimmage or who can tackle and knock a guy backwards rather than being drug uh, five yards and then the rest of the guys are trying to strip the football. you got to find guys that like to play on the defensive side of the football, and I hate to say this, more angry than possibly the guys that play on the offensive side of the football. On the defensive side of the football, you got to have guys that basically have a chip on their shoulder. They don't like all the publicity and all the hurrahs and all the things that the offensive side of the football gets. And uh, the most valuable players and Heisman trophies, they, you know, the defensive players realize they haven't had a Heisman trophy since I don't know when on the defensive side of the football. So they like to get after people and stop that great running back and shut down that great receiver. You got to have the type of guys that, you know, that when their great receiver comes out, the defensive back tells them, you're going to have a long day, son. You might as well take your gloves off because you can save them for the next game. You got to have that type of attitude, not that it's a cocky, but a confidence type of feeling. And I can't tell that, Chuck, when I watch him just walk through drills, and I was only there for about 20 or 30 minutes. In the spring, I had the same experience. I couldn't really tell that. The only time we had a chance to watch them was in the spring game in the Coliseum, and that was basically uh, not really full go as far as with Caleb and it was sort of ones against threes and ones against ones and ones against twos or, or whatever. It wasn't a game type of atmosphere. So we'll see what happens. We see, uh, we'll see. we have to see what type of shape they're in. Can they run? Can they tackle? And uh, you've got to have guys that want to be out there three downs and get off the field. Because, you know, when you talk like that, it reminds me of a conversation I had with my great friend and our friend Earl Heath, uh, who works a, a lot of uh, – college football and also NFL 
And when he was at SoFi for the TCU-Georgia game, uh, TCU came out first and they were warming up at, at one end. And then when Georgia came out, there was just such a pronounced difference in regards to the physicality of the Bulldogs' uh, offensive and defensive line. Uh, most skill players around the country at that level are, are pretty comparable. From your standpoint, when you watch uh, an SC offense or defensive line, do you get that feeling you have them ranked sixth. Does that matter like it once did when you, when you were coaching at UNLV or even at Pasadena when you would walk out with your offensive line and D-line and you knew it was going to be a long night for the competitors? I love that feeling, Chuck. Uh, I tell you, I want to have more players, bigger players, faster players than anybody that we could play. And that, was, again, got to the recruiting part of football. I understood that's what it was. And I thought we got better going against each other because we had that type of talent. And I also knew that and nobody thought they really had it made. So you better practice harder. There's someone there to replace you. And uh, I thought looking at them for the short period of time that I had to see them, I think they're bigger. More physical on the offensive line. Now, can they play better? I don't know. But they are bigger, and they are more physical. And they did look like a Big Ten offensive line, a Notre Dame type of offensive line, uh, Southeastern Conference offensive line. They're very big. And they've got three starters in there that came from top programs. And they've got better depth than they've ever had in the offensive line. On the defensive side of the football, I'm more or less concerned uh, with this great tackle they got from uh, Texas A&M Lucas. He came in at about uh, what is it, 265, 285, and they've, they've thinned him down to a, a much thinner type of player, sort of what happened to, to Corey Foreman and Jackson. And I don't know why they do that. I don't know what they're planning on doing with the position that he plays. Uh, you got to have big, powerful guys that run fast and get after the ball carrier and get after the quarterback. So I'm really anxious to see what they're planning on doing with Lucas, and I hope it's not covering the back out of the backfield. Bars is a good-looking kid, the kid out of Arizona, uh, st- strong-looking type of kid, uh, didn't really smile, wasn't really happy, sort of like that. Uh, Alexander, I didn't have a chance to watch him much, the big kid out of Georgia. Uh, so, you know, it was hard to say. I tried to watch the linebackers. They started the drill and we had to leave. I wanted to watch Mason Cobb. When I look at Gentry, the, the linebacker that transferred over is a freshman All-American at Arizona State, 6'6", 215 pounds. He's, he's very thin. I don't want to give game plans out, but I would make him uh, be very physical. I'd run right at him. I wouldn't allow him to cover the pass at me. I'd run right at him, make him make tackles after tackle after tackle and see how he likes that. So these are the type of things you have to discover and how you cover up your guys and how they play on game day. And again, the secondary, we had no way of finding out anything because we didn't have a chance to watch them. Coach, from your standpoint on defense, uh, how many defensive linemen do you think you would rotate in and how many how many DBs uh, from that standpoint? Because linebackers, they have what they have, but defensive line and, sa- and the secondary seems to be a place where there can be a lot more contributions. I just think they're thin at linebackers still, even with Shane Lee, um, uh, Gentry, and Cobb. I would not see those players leave the field at all. 
Uh, well, I don't, I don't think they have a, a bundle of linebackers, but again, I haven't had a chance to see the freshmen or any of those other kids play. I want to see Davis and see if he's re- improved. The kid, the high recruit out of modern day, didn't have a chance to watch any of those guys on the field. Didn't have a chance to see any of the rush guys and how they performed. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you've got to rotate some of your players as far as if you're on the field a lot, Chuck. If you're on the field a lot, yeah, you got to start rotating your players. But the deal is on defense, you should you don't want to be on the field a lot. You want to get in there and try to shut them down and get off the field and and get the defense or the offense get the offense all flustered and and start making mistakes and try to catch up where you can get them on the run. The secondary, they got a lot of secondary people. I have to agree, and I think there's good things and bad things. First of all, you try to find out who are your players. Who are the ones you want them on the field? Because you've got so many of them. Then again, then you start to say, well, I've got to keep them all happy. And you really don't get a feeling of uh, a guy getting a feel on the field, but he's not playing enough. So, you know, you can have too many players. And, you know, in the old days, we would say we're going to redshirt. We're going to redshirt these four. And they knew they were going to be redshirted. These five were going to play unless something happened and one of them got hurt, then we take him off the, the red shirt. But now, if you red shirt a kid he's, and you don't play him, he's going to transfer. He's not happy or whatever's going on with that. So it's a whole different uh, uh, type of coaching that you have to do. But I've got the, the linebacker position probably I'm the most concerned with inside-wise uh, at USC with their defense in any other position, Chuck. Well, Coach, we take this short time out. We want to come back and talk about realignment. We have to address it. There's a lot out there in the uh, in the air regarding uh, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Oregon, Washington, basically the core of the Pac-12, and uh, look forward to your comments in regards to the effects on the country of college football and specifically the Rose Bowl. Well, let's do that after we take this short time out. Again, we want to welcome all of you in the Inland Empire listening every Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. We want to tell everybody, too, we have a new station, a sister station that we're on 107.1 that you can all get. And uh, I also want to tell all of you in Las Vegas that uh, we're proud to have a budget car and truck rental, be a partial sponsorship of this segment. You can give them a call at 702-736-1212. That's 702-736-1212. Local dealership who loves football. You're listening to our college football report. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes and Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. We thank you for the title sponsorship. We'll be right back. Your share at winning over half a million dollars in free fuel and products is just a tap away with the Terrible Social House app. With a qualifying purchase at the pump or in-store, you can shop, spin, and win directly on your phone. Terrible's deliberately different since 1959. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion 
and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers such as Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Market, Smith's, Albertson, Corey's, Terrible Hearst Stations, and more. Big Dogs Beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogBrews.com to track down our local award-winning handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample the full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business this is monster jam see the legendary grave digger and more tear up the dirt with massive stunts all-out racing and crazy skills it's adrenaline-charged fun for the whole family. Let's hear it! Make some noise! Monster Jam, as big as it gets. Coming to Thomas and Max Center August 4th through 6th. Brought to you by BKT Tires and Great Clips. Visit MonsterJam.com today. Listen up! Your share at winning over half a million dollars in free fuel and products is just a tap away with the Terrible Social House app. With a qualifying purchase at the pump or in-store, you can shop, spin, and win directly on your phone. Terrible's deliberately different since 1959. Hey, Las Vegas. This is Barry Odom, new head coach for your UNLV Rebel football team. I can't wait to bring excitement, toughness, and success to the sports and entertainment capital of the world. I need you to join me at beautiful Allegiant Stadium next season. Season tickets are on sale now at UNLVtickets.com. Get your tickets today and go Rebels! Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention. Make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. 
Farm Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Well, welcome back. Good evening, everyone. Live in Las Vegas, Nevada. You're listening to our college football report brought to us by Terrible Herbs. And Coors Light in the Inland Empire. We welcome all of you on a Saturday morning listening on AM 1490 on your dial from 11 to 12, year-around, our college football report. Chuck Hayes joins us from Southern California as we talk about the USC Trojans and what we saw at practice this past week. And again, we want to thank Mercedes-Benz of Henderson for the proud sponsorship of this segment. Remember, you can contact them at 702 485 That's 702-485-3000. For an appointment or go to their webpage, www.mbofhenderson. Chuck, let's move along. You want to talk about, uh, I think, the Pac-12. Well, Coach, when I think of the Pac-12, it was interesting. You did a great interview with uh, UNLV head football coach Barry Odom earlier in the week, and uh, he mentioned the coaching tree of which he came from with Gary Pinkle and, of course, uh, the great big dog, uh, Don James, who was at Kansas State and who, by the way, uh, Nick Saban played for at Kent, at, uh, at Kent State, rather. I said Kansas State, I meant Kent State. Um, I wonder how uh, Coach James would feel about Washington being talked about being part of the Big Ten. I wonder about the other coaches that we've known over the years, people that you worked with, seeing all this uproar in college football in regards to conferences. Do the coaches now today just say, tell me where to get my team ready to go, where to play, and I'll go there? Chuck, I think that's true. Uh, I think they talked to him about it, but money's become such a big part of it. And also, the power of a football coach used to be a lot different in those days than they are today. And what I mean by that, a lot of the head football coaches were also athletic directors. Their names and uh, and who they were in, in Ohio or Woody Hayes was bigger than the college president. Nobody knew who the college president's name was, but they knew Woody Hayes was or Bo Schimblecker or Bear Bryant or, or these guys. I mean, the college president would go before they went. And these guys were in control of college football. And they talked to each other. They traveled together. They spoke at clinics together. And they more or less managed college football and the way it was. Today it's a little bit different. It's almost like uh, I don't want to say the college presidents all went to the same seminar, but it's a whole different type of approach to what's going on in college football or college athletics. It's not, they're not allowing the coaches to have the say that's necessary in the hiring of a commissioner or the hiring of an athletic director. It's being done by an outside agency that they hire to bring recommendations to them. In the old days, these guys knew it would be a great AD and who they wanted to be the athletic director of their programs. Uh, today, it's not that way. It's, and I hate to say it's changed a lot. And, uh, and, and it certainly shows uh, on what happened in the, in the, the Pac-12, what really what happened to it. They allowed someone to come in that shouldn't have been hired. Larry Scott, they allowed him to be the commissioner for five years and do whatever he wants and spend millions of dollars in developing the things he developed in Northern California, one of the most expensive real estate anywhere, fly around on Lear jets. And then they extended his contract at $5 million a year for another five years. And during these 10 years, no one 
discovered that the Pac-12 was disintegrating. It was going away. The face of USC and the Pac-12 was disappearing. UCLA, uh, on, on who they were, was disappearing. Uh, uh, and and when USC had some problems, nobody came to their their aid. They all said, "This is our opportunity to gain uh, uh, some scholarships from USC and be able to beat them uh, when we couldn't beat them before." And they allowed the NCAA to put sanctions on USC that were unbelievable and take Heisman Trophy uh, trophies away from players and do the things that are un- I'm thought of, really, an administrator doing these type of things. I mean, yes, there were things that were not right, but not to that extent. Yet that they allowed that. And the USC, they had Mike Garrett, who was the athletic director. They won more conference and national champions uh, with Mike Garrett as AD as anyone else. And all of a sudden, he goes to the president's office, and one day, he's gone. I mean, uh, when you think about that, you just wonder, who's in charge of college football? Is it the boosters? Is it the college president? Who hires the college presidents? Uh, there's so many questions that are out there, and I think this is why college football and college athletics are in such a disarray, but there's nobody in charge. There's no commissioner. There's nobody in charge. No one knows who to step or speak out, but they might get in trouble. You know, there's so many different things that need to be corrected, Chuck. From your standpoint and your involvement with the Rose Bowl, are, it seems like everyone's in like a holding pattern waiting for the uh, expiration of the CFP so that conference realignment and the next step in national championships can be established. And meanwhile, everyone's kind of scurrying under the uh, radar, if you will, to position themselves for the next big thing, which we talk about as a big AFC-NFC type uh, organization with divisions of teams uh, with uh, this on the horizon. And, Coach, there's a lot of talk right now in the air about Arizona, Arizona State, what happens with them, what happens with with Stanford and Cal, Oregon and uh, Washington. And it seems like uh, there's going to be some people left out uh, of the musical chairs. You know, Chuck, uh I want to continue with our discussion on this, because this is very important, because it's going on every day and people are reading about it and talking about it. I'm going to ask you to come back on the show next week. We'll pick up exactly where we are now. I don't want to start that topic and not be able to complete it. Okay, buddy? Coach, I look forward to it, and uh, maybe we'll have an early morning session to be able to uh, talk about how things are. All right, we'll do that. Again, we want to thank everybody in the Inland Empire for joining us on a Saturday morning at AM 1490 on your dial. All of you in Las Vegas, thank you. Live, buckling up and riding along with us every Thursday night. We want to thank Terribles and Coors for the sponsorship of our college football report. Justin in the studios, we can't get it done without you. And you, our listeners, thank you for buckling up and riding along with us. Good night, everyone from Las Vegas, and we hope your team wins. been listening to College Football Report with Coach Harvey Hyde. Join the coach next Thursday evening at 6.05 p.m. as he brings you the best coverage and latest insight on SC football, the Pac-12 conference, and the world of college football here on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas.